0: Portion of Beshalach. I mean, what can I say that uh, you didn't hear it already about Beshalach? So we're gonna try to take a different angle because it's kind of uh, one of those famous portion, if not the most famous portion of the Torah. Within this portion, basically, you got everything. You got uh, uh, a blessing to make money. there's a blessing to get cure from all disease. There's a blessing for having good relationship. Everything is in this parasha. So that's why when, when we look at Beshalach, every little secret about making your life better is in Beshalach. Anything you want Beshalach. For that reason, usually in Beshalach, people, go, people who study Kabbalah usually go to synagogue more often because it's, uh, they know that there is, they can capture all the year in one weekend. One weekend you can get it all. So that's why most people go on Shabbat, at least on Beshalach, if you want to fix uh, your money area, your uh, relationship, your children, health, all of it can be fixed in one Shabbat. Try to invest in the Shabbat. That's why we open also Friday, we open also Saturday for everybody who want to come, uh, to make sure that you all can have the, the benefit of uh, doing it. Thank you very much, thank you, thank you. How did you know want one? So, uh, so everybody, of course, welcome uh, to join us, to be part of that. We all need energy, we all need help. So the story of Peshelach, I mean, what is the story? The story, when I say the story, that's basically the clothing of the secret. So it's almost like how you want to present things. So the story is a presentation of, the, of of the portion, of the energy. And the energy is basically within that clothing. So when we talk about the story, it's a nice thing. We should relate to the story. The Torah can be understood in four levels. So the story is basically, it's called the pshat, Just just the outside. Where you're going into the story behind the story, we call it Midrash. Drash. Uh, when you give a hint, like Himatria, and you had the letters with the numbers, and five, it's called a Remez, hint. And when you're relating all of it into secret, of knowing a lot of secret about the portion, it's called Kabbalah. So the, every, every section in spirituality has always four levels, the same as the four letters of God. Everything has four levels. So we need to relate to the story as well, because the story by itself is, I should say, beautiful, but it's gorgeous. It's an unbelievable story. So let me share with you the story first. The story goes like that. Um, the end of the ten plagues, basically, Pharaoh is enough, is enough. I mean, he realized uh, finally, uh, or I should maybe said, God make him realize, because he realized it from the first place, who need the headache of blood and lice and fraud, who need it? But he couldn't, he couldn't let them go out of his country, not because he doesn't want them, his free will was taken away from him. And you know, when the free will is being taken away from the person, uh, I don't think there is a worse punishment that you know you shouldn't do something and you do it anyway. I don't know if you met people ever in your life that try so hard to become better? Can't. Uh, I'm not talking about just addiction. I'm talking about uh, anger for example. People want to stop being angry. They can't. People want to stop being jealous. They can't. It's a terrible disease that you can help yourself i don't want to get angry and you get angry i don't want to be jealous and you get jealous um i don't want to steal and you steal so can you imagine the feeling of pharaoh being in his own country being bothered by those slave and their god and the moses and he wanted them to leave and god makes sure that he want to leave and god make sure that he will not be able to let them go that's 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 a tough punishment. The question, of course, that we need to raise and ask, and that's come the secret now, Kabbalah, is why? What kind of punishment is this? What is this? Well, God have nothing else to do, just uh, capture a guy and say, let's let's take advantage of this guy and crush his bones. Every, every three weeks he has a different plague. So then try to imagine the, the terrible thing. I mean, if you think about it, the last three plagues that we discussed was um Arbe, the, the, the grasshopper, not the grasshopper, the lucas, then the, the night, the dark, and then the makadro, the, the killing of the firstborn. When was the, the, the lucas came and eat all the trees? Tu Bishvat. That's what we celebrate, the trees on Tu Bishvat, right? On Saturday night, we're going to celebrate Tu Bishvat. You know Tu Bishvat, right? When we eat new fruit and all this and that. When was the dark plagues took a place? Because every three weeks, you have one week of the plague, three weeks break, One week. so let's go to Bishvat, if you take one week of the plague, three weeks after, what happened one month after? Purim, right? What happened in Purim? Dark. What is the connection of the dark? It's there, it's saying about Purim, the Jew in Iran has light in their own area, even that everybody was suffering, the people in Hamadan in Iran was actually celebrating and they used the word light, the same light that they talk about in the plagues of darkness and of course the, the third plagues everybody knows when it happened it happened in uh, Seder in Passover, in the night of Passover so they show you that all the holidays are actually within the plagues, but where is it taking us? taking us to this week portion when Pharaoh finally let go, or God make him let go, and the idea what type of people get such a punishment? It's a punishment. There's nothing worse punishment that you know what you should be doing and you cannot do it. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. You, 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 you want to be better and you can't. You know I meet sometimes people who are so angry with everything. With themselves, with the wife, with their husband, with everything. Can't, they just can't change it. Can't change it. It's a terrible thing. So. Here we coming to the difference between mental change and a spiritual change. Mental change is when you work on yourself to become better. It's good. You work on yourself, you forgive, you, you become nicer and nicer every day. But it's not enough. Mental change is not enough. you got to add what we call spiritual change. Spiritual change is when you get the divine to be included within everything you do. And that's difficult. You want to eat? Before you eat, you stop say, Divine, can you be part of my food? You want to dance? Divine, be plus part of my dance. Because we know dance in Hebrew is been machol. Machol comfortable with avonot, removal of all sin. For that reason, all the kabbalists is to dance before everything. Because the dancing itself removing all negativity. When you dance, once we learn how to dance. <laughs> so the whole all, the all idea. Of Pharaoh, the poor guy, is that Pharaoh doesn't represent Pharaoh as the king of Egypt. He's actually the snake. Remember the snake from Adam and Eve? That's him. So he's come in the shape of a king. Has he come in the shape of a king? Uh, Deb, can we lower the heat? Um, My brain only concentrates when I'm cold. (laughs) I don't know. I can understand why in a cold country there is, they say, smarter people. Is it true? I don't know. That's why in Israel everybody is stupid, no? Or the opposite, no? How is it going? I'm Israeli. So anyway, so, talking about Pharaoh was the actual snake. So you, what was the purpose of all those 10 plagues? What is this? The, the you know, I don't know if you know organization by the name of Chabad, wonderful, wonderful uh, collection of books, but not necessarily, they always study it. I always force the people who study in Chabad to, why don't you look at your own books, you know? I had the privilege this, this weekend to spend time with them, to do Shabbat with them. So I, So they asked me that you are studying Chabad. I said, okay, do you mind to show us what our teacher meant when he wrote it? So of course, let me see what he wrote. So I sat with them and showed them, and so it was so fascinating. See, you guys have all of it in your domain. See, see, yeah, we didn't fully understand that because we don't study Kabbalah. This is unbelievable stuff. It's all from the Zohar. And the Rebbe said, the only purpose of Egypt was not to get out of Egypt. God can do it in a second. It was actually to break Pharaoh. The purpose was to crush that force of the snake, that force of the king of Egypt called Pharaoh. We need to understand what does that mean for us because this week parashat, this week portion, we're getting out of Egypt. We're saying bye bye Pharaoh, and we are busy saying it this week portion, and it sounds a little bit evil. Uh, uh, Vayar Israel the whole nation of Israel saw the the, the minister, the god of Egypt, saw the Pharaoh, saw everything, die in the middle of the Red Sea. What does that mean? tell us again that it's, it's actually from a section in the Zohar that explained by the, the head of the Chabad Rabbi who is no longer with us. Okay? And unfortunately a lot of people don't study Kabbalah I have in their domain thousands of books that so much value. When I read it I had nothing to do with Shabbat. I so, said, wow, <laughs> you got here and you didn't share. Say, "Well, we didn't fully understand that. So you should share it. This is good stuff. What does it mean for us? A lot of time we are busy revealing something new or something good. Everybody is into, you know, uh, what's, what's, what's exciting people now, a startup company. Everybody you tell them startup, even if it's bad, oh my God, startup, yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. It's the startup has been one of thousand work. The 999 is just noise, too much noise. Only the 9-1, it's almost like a sperm cell. You ever look at the sperm cell? 999 soldiers come with a sperm cell and one make it to a baby. The rest, what happened to them? The cheerleader, that's it. Okay? The same thing with a startup. I'm sorry to talk like this, but to, to have a really an understanding of what is that thing. You know, everybody wants oh, something new. It's, 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 it's tremendous. How does that relate to the, the, the Pharaoh? We have to destroy negativity to reveal what is already there, that's the revelation. So when we read this week portion, that we saw the Egypt is gone on the Red Sea. Red Sea, they don't use the word red sea because the original name for red was the Sea of Reeds. Reeds in the old language of English being those bamboo uh, bushes or bamboo trees, you know, reeds. The Sea of Reeds, they changed it to red. Those of you have been in a lot. Uh, the sea is blue. I'm sorry for the disappointment. Don't red. I mean, I know you want to find that the reflection of the mountain and the red. And the... No, blue. Blue. All the way blue. Get used to it. Blue. not red. There's no Red Sea. So why they call it the Red Sea? Sea of reeds. They, if they translate it from Yamtsuf, Suf, suf means reeds. Suf means reeds. But also Suf comes with soft, like Ensof, the end. When you're coming to an end in your life, when you come into a situation where it's really bad, you can either reveal positivity, which is the easy way, or here, the Israelites getting a command by God, you have to destroy negativity. This week, if you want to get into who you are, what you are, what you're meant to be doing in this life, you got to look into... That force blocking you. If you think you're blocking yourself, or your ego blocking you, it's too much ego to say that you have ego. Do you understand what I just say? When you say, I think my ego is too big. Well, why are you saying that? Don't you think it's an ego to say it? I have too much ego. That's ego saying it. Don't say it. If you have too much ego, just shut up and say nothing about your ego. Why do you have to say, I have ego? Oh my God, I'm working on my ego. Don't you think it's an ego? That's already ego. I'm working on my ego. Yeah. Okay? Ego. I'm working on my ego. I think I'm too selfish, ego. Yeah. What the Ari said, shut up. Ari simply, up. He didn't say quiet. Ari shake it. No. Shut up. Very simple way to be spiritual. Ari say if you want to start spirituality, li shtok. Shtok to shut up. He, he doesn't say to be a little quiet, speak that. Shut up. Everything's going to be okay. So, when we talk about... Pharaoh, Pharaoh is a force. It's a snake within us that we have to find, take a hammer, and start to destroy. That's what we're doing this weekend. That's what we're doing this Shabbat. We we gotta we gotta work on that. I'm not telling you it's gonna be easy, because as I say, a startup company is much better than destroying what the negative thing we're familiar with. To go build, it's exciting. Everybody wants to go build. You know, I will tell you personal job I used to do in the army after uh, my my son finally realized what I did in the army because I was a fighter and he started looking into the years when I was serving. He said, you were exactly served in in a time for war, Lebanon war. How come you didn't go to the war and risk your life? I mean, it was 70% of the people, unfortunately, didn't make it. And then he checked He said, wow, that's exactly the time you become a chef. You become a chef exactly there. And he looked at me and said, oh. (laughs) <laughs> and he realized, I said, oh, it, it was tough too, you know, I have, I have some tough situation, he said, well, like, what? I said, one time somebody had to make onion soup, you know, for about 500 people and they didn't do a good job. And they called me and I went and I fixed it, don't you think, he said, oh, ah, you get out of the war." I said, no, no, I, I, I just, I just enjoy cooking. <laughs> he was right. So. The idea, the idea is, are you destroying your laziness? Are you destroying your anger? Are you destroying your jealousy? What are you going to destroy this week? One thing, don't destroy all of you. Because if you have too much ego, then what left? You know, you destroy everything. Then It's got to be left with something. So don't do, go on one thing. What is the thing? How how is your Pharaoh look like? So when you are crashing it, you know, and you leave it on the Red Sea, you're no longer going to see it. It's very easy to get people out of Egypt, it's very easy to get people out of Pharaoh or bad habit, but unfortunately in the mind of a person it's still rolling, the, thing, the, the negativity is still happening. You know, if you couldn't forgive someone, you take it for 30 years, 25 years, something like that. Can you imagine? 25 years you can think about one person that you couldn't stand. 25 years. Don't you think it's a long time? I don't think they think about you that long, the people you can forgive. So why? Why you do that? yourself? life is beautiful. Move on. Enjoy flower, roses. Yeah, they crush you. They cheat you. They took advantage of you. The, the worst people ever. Yes, Pharaoh. The worst than Pharaoh. Four hundred years of exile and slavery and everything. So what is the Israelite mission in this week of portion? Gotta let them go so the, the, the let go of that negative thing cannot be just by destroying Pharaoh with plagues you have to let go that's what we're doing in this parasha you totally get rid of it and when you do that then you have something that's called the splitting of the Red Sea the splitting of the Red Sea what is a splitting? Do you do it splitting like splitting of the atoms uh, cell what is splitting? because if you think about it those of you familiar with the 72 name of God, I'm not going to repeat it now. But there is name of God that coming from three verses, basically, in 19, 20, and 21, in uh, chapter 14. And in those three verses, each one of them has 72 letters. Together, you have 72 name of God. Each letter is, is actually ruled by one angel. And through those names that some say it was written on the staff of Moses, some say Moses say them. Different opinion, it doesn't really matter. We are able to split the, the, the physical matter, which happened to be the Red Sea. And through that, the Egyptian chasing the Israelites, the Israelite going through the Red Sea, and when the Egyptians come in, the Red Sea closes them and everybody dies. The one spot that saved everybody, same spot, killed the wrong people. It's obviously like impossible because usually the universe is not operate like this. The universe operates in mercy or in judgment. So the miracle was not actually a split of the Red Sea. Not a miracle. God can do a thing better than that. The miracle was that it was a mix of judgment and mercy in the same spot. It can't usually, it's usually not going to happen. The, the idea here now... When we talk about the seventy-two name, when we talk about the splitting of the Red Sea, when we talk about everything that we talk about this week portion, is the idea that each and every one of us have to ask ourselves, you know, once you get rid of that Pharaoh, once you get rid of that force and crush it, what do you do? What do you do about your life next? What, do you, what is the opening you're looking for? The Red Sea is an opening. Think about an opening. Now you can t- talk about startup but first you got to destroy because if you don't destroy the Pharaoh in you, in the next job you're going to have, the same Pharaoh was waiting for you there. If you didn't get, the, let's say people who are lazy or selfish, <coughs> selfish, you know, we were, we, and me one time flew to Israel and uh, we flew with a lady from Boca Raton uh, and her husband. I didn't know that that's her husband. Those of you who met me in Boca Raton, I really didn't care if this is your husband or your wife. You know, I'm sitting in my airline, and I'm flying to Israel and leave me alone kind of a thing. It's gonna be 14 hours flight, right? All of a sudden, a gentleman come. I think they were sitting in business class or I don't know. He looked at me, a weird look, and I wasn't born in America, so I don't know how to be a gentleman right away. I'm working on it. And he give me the look. And I'm flying to Israel. I'm not in the mood to have a look. So I'm looking. Then I'm looking at Debbie, my wife. I always check because my wife is American. She can feel things if it's normal or not. I say, is this guy looking at me in a weird way? Or it's me imagining or I'm psychically reading his energy. What's happening here? So she starts laughing and she tell me, he's looking at you. So I look at my wife again. Why is he looking at me? So I look at them again. I said, okay, all there, like, what, they was 71 or something like that? Stop yelling at me, screaming at me. I don't know the guy. I said, excuse me, uh, we're about to fly. Uh, can you go back to wherever you come from? So. <laughs> he keeps telling me things i have no idea who he is that's the funny part so he's the husband of that lady that i know but i didn't know he's the husband of that lady that i know i know the lady i don't know the husband i don't know what he's doing on the flight this is a spiritual trip going to Israel to meditate <laughs> who are you like who invite you to the party you know and then he started blaming me that his wife is too spiritual. She used to be, she used to be much uh, nicer. She was a great slave before she met me. <laughs> now the whole airplane listened to it. What have you done to her? She served me. She washed my food, and the, 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 she cleaned between the toes. You have no idea the description. And she served me food. I find myself now making my own food. I find myself making my own thing. I find myself making this. I mean, that. So Debbie, oh my god am I supposed to deal with it now the entire trip this is this is what I'm having so we don't know we see where it's going somehow he didn't feel well unfortunately my god the rest his soul he didn't it didn't feel well he went back to Florida and then he passed away and I felt bad because I never get to know the guy all what I know that he didn't like me without even knowing me and he's gone and she become happy so that's make me happy. The wife actually became happy. You remember that She became somebody I don't even know because she was always quiet and depressed. When he died, you know, she was dancing and she has a lot of issues health wise. And she was like so happy. Like you never meet somebody like that 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 dance being a Brazilian, if she's Brazilian, if she hears my lecture now, and she danced and everything's beautiful. Talk about she was when well, it happened, 68 years old, and she's like, everything is easy, everything's like that. And why am I sharing this with you? He couldn't change. He couldn't. He couldn't leave his own Pharaoh and crush it. He couldn't. He tried always to create an opening of a Red Sea for his own good. How many of you have in your life people who just taken from you and give nothing in return? And you think that one day they're going to change. I want to tell you the bad news, and I'm sorry I'm going to sound like Israeli, Uh, they're not going to change. I want to look into everybody's eyes, okay? So your bad friend is not going to become a good friend tomorrow. They're going to be bad. It's actually going to get worse with the age. As they're aging, they're going to get worse. Go worse every day, worse and worse. Selfish people don't get better. Selfish people get better in being selfish. You understand? And I'm not... Speaking bad about them, if you bring him to me, I crush them, I fix them, then then I bring him back to you, it'll be beautiful. Sometimes parents tell me, my kids, I don't know what to do, this. I say, come, let them live with us for two weeks, I bring him back to you, it'll be sweet. <laughs> so the kids come and see me, and they look at their parents, oh, no, 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 we stay staying up. Oh, what do you want? "So what's wrong with my face? I just want to invite you for two weeks, you wash dishes, toilet, gardening, everything. We're gonna make you sweet. And the idea is selfish people not gonna get better. We have uh, uh, two people about to get married. So the wife talked to me, and hey, he's nice, he's sweet, he's good looking, and uh, and, and and he's a front of her. And she say, uh, he's very selfish, he's very jealous, he's ever angry. He should temper once a week. He had the, <laughs> she give me the list. Uh, but at uh, the bottom of I love him. And, of course, I'm dying to ask why, but so my my place uh, and, and so, oh, when I was about to say, what is love or why do you love it, but I'm not going there anymore. Getting older, you know, there's no point, I realize there's no point to talk to people about it. And then say, I'm not happy with this personality because it's too selfish, uh, but I hope that after the wedding it's going to get better. So I couldn't help it, my wife was very angry with me because they are a customer, I I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, after the wedding, it's going to get worse. <laughs> for sure. you are there, you're you saying it. So I am telling you, it's going to get worse. Just to let you know. So <laughs> double it up, whatever you experience that, double. Double, because then he's allowed as a husband to behave this way. She didn't listen, actually. He behaved worse. She got her divorce now. She's very sweet, very sweet. She doesn't want to get married if you're good looking and everything. No more for her after three and a half years. So your inner Pharaoh, you have to crush. But the external, the external surrounding, what we call the external Pharaoh, it's not up to you to change it. It's not up to you. Stop becoming the, the, the what we could, the, the, this gentleman used beautiful words with me today. Don't become uh, Jesus syndrome. Meaning don't become a savior. You, you, you want to save. How, how can I save you yeah, Who are you saving? Who are you saving? There's enough good people to save. Why you want to save somebody that the DNA to begin with is selfish? Why? You have to ask that about yourself, not about what's wrong with them. If I want to save somebody who's a terrible human being, they're never going to change, it's because something's wrong with me. My self-value is not good enough. And that's why I can never leave Egypt. That's why I can never go to the Red Sea. The Red Sea will be open for me. Moses will open it for me. God will open it for me. 72 name will open it for me. of over matter will open it for me. Stop being a teacher of the people you love. Stop being the preacher of the people you love. They're not changing. What are you doing? You want to fall in love? You want to become a coach? Coach, I'm going to become the coach in 25 years. No, no, it's not happening. It's going to get worse. So there is enough wonderful people, wonderful people that waiting for you. So the whole story of Beshalach, of the 72 name, we always say mind over matter, mind over matter, mind over matter. Yes! Mind over matter. What is it mind over... What is the mind doing? What is the mind doing? The mind is a powerful machine that's giving. Matter, mind over matter, physicality. The physicality is selfish. Mind have to be above matter, not matter over mind. You want to have your life be happy, you want to have your life good, you know, you got to be able to... Say goodbye to the wrong and say hello to the good. And stop worrying if one day you will be, oh my God, but I'm not sure. I you're not love. You need that person or you're addicted to a wrong person. Love is not when you have this addiction or need. This is what happened to the Israelites in Egypt. And nobody liked to say it. You think the Israelites in Egypt want to get out? They were addicted to Pharaoh they were addicted to Egypt, they were addicted, they read this week parashah why you took us out of Egypt what's go- Moses is kind of performing miracles left and right Nachshon ben Aminadav is a human being, is a person who is jumping into the sea to show everybody guys it's a great miracle why nobody is asking a question, why nobody is jumping in too can you imagine everybody's like that what's going on Moses just created a splitting of the red sea ah! just did it Albert Einstein whoop splitting of the red sea guys are you coming <coughs> not sure and after they're going after they doing that what the first thing just to go to the other side just when they go to the other side look at this it's like it's nothing happened right uh-huh. they're going before that they say Moses why are you making such a headache is there not enough cemetery in Egypt? That's, that's... Can you imagine this is, this is a talk that they have, but it's nothing to do with the Israelites. It's has to do with us. And then, Miriam, the singing, the song. So what are we going to drink, huh? What are we going to drink? We have no water. I mean, you just saw so a miracle. Swing of the Red Sea. It's just so ten plagues. Everything. Are you worried about water? You are talking. You are talking to the to the to the signature of the boss. Moses is like the signature of the boss. You just say something. It's good. Oh, it's there. You can either say it as a complaint, or you can say this. Please help us with some water. So he had to make another miracle and another miracle. You think it's over? Eh, never over. Then the meat wasn't good enough. Eh? Don't like don't like the food. Don't like the food. What is that telling you? What is that telling you? Many times mm-hmm. you're crushing your pharaoh. Okay. Then you're getting out of Egypt. When you're getting out of Egypt, who you want to be with? Don't be afraid. And 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 I'm gonna tell you something that might upset you if you're older than 25. You know, you have a certain amount of Time in this life. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to mention that, but there is a clock going on. There is there is a time, and in that time between 80 to until under 90, you're gonna do the best out of it. You, you, I'm not asking you to be selfish and not volunteers and donate and help. Do that, but the companion, the person next to you, has to think about you. And you have to think about them, not, not in words, guy. I know in America it's bi- the words is a big deal. You know, uh, in Israel words being that, that much, zero. You know, nobody even listens to your words. They act, talk. People can fight, and if you ask them for favor at 2 a.m., they will be in your house at 2 a.m. and help you. That's Israeli, that's how it works. But if you expect them to say, thank you, I'm sorry, they have no idea what you are talking about. If you say, I'm sorry to somebody in Israel, or thank you, what, what do you want? Nothing, I just say, try to be nice. To be nice in Israel is to make an action. You know? I'm not saying that's better or that's worse. I'm not here to educate you how to behave. But in life, when you're getting out of Egypt, choose a partner. Please, this week, choose a partner. Who is your friend? Your friend have to care about you. Have to care. It doesn't mean they have to agree with you. But they have to care about you. you got to start seeing that people care about you. I'm not saying just you have to care about them. You have to care about This is companion. This is all. Our community has been built. It cannot be all day long up giving and I'm re- getting nothing in return. Okay? And giving has to have three levels. One in the mind, one is the words, and one is an action. The mind is what they think about you. This you're never gonna know. Words have to be words of kindness and good and warm words and compliment. You're never gonna know if they lie or tell the truth. It's another problem. And then come the action. And you're never gonna know if they manipulate you or give you for real. Okay? You're never gonna know. But, you know, positive words, positive action, it's not so bad. Not so bad. You should not expect them. But those of you, I don't know how many of you have true friends, at least one friend. They say in the Mishnah, if you have one good friend, you, you come, you achieve what you came here to do. You know, one, one, only one. If you have one good friend, one good friend, you did your job in this life. Well, good friend. I mean, it sounds like a big deal. It is a very big deal. I hear sometimes people say, I have like 20 best friends. I'm getting jealous, not in a bad way, jealous. Like, how do you do 20 best friends? How do you do? You know, how do you do? How do you achieve 20? How do you? 20 is a lot. On my Facebook page, I have 5,000 friends. I don't know them, but is they there. They happen to be there. Then go to my daughter who woke me up and said, do you even know the people you have on Facebook or Instagram? She, she always asks, she's tors, so she always asks those questions that leave you with... Uh, no, so, so what is this? I so I don't know, I'm supposed to clean, I don't, I don't know, I said yes to everybody, so that I would end up with... Confirm, right? How can I insult them? It's embarrassing, uh, so... And in the end, who are they? So I said, no. don't know, it's, it, it looks nice, you know? And the idea is, my friend, we gotta get friends, we gotta get people who care for you, and you have to, people you care for them. It's, it's a, take both ways. When you do that, then it says there is three things that are like splitting of the Red Sea splitting of the Red Sea, money, and relationship. Three things that are, they say like this money and relationship, love relationship, are as tough to God as splitting of the Red Sea. Why they mention Fleet of the red sea? And they write like this because in both area, money and uh, relationship, you have to mix mercy and judgment in the same time. One person lose, one person gain. You know when somebody make one million dollar, another person have to lose one million dollar. Yeah, like that, that's how it works. You can. Win all the time, you know, you, you, you lose, that one gain. In love, sometimes you have to let go of your sandwich. The the person you love will eat the sandwich. And that's how it works. So for that reason, splitting of the Red Sea related to money and related to relationship. For that reason, whoever in beshalach is opening the, the the Red Sea. Another thing about the Red Sea that the Zohar mentioned, and Ari mentioned it as well, is what exactly happening. At that section, when Moses prayed to God, Moses prayed to God. God is answered to Moses. Why are you screaming to me, yelling to me, or praying to me? Because the word titzak means praying. The unculus who translate the Torah into Aramaic, he said that titzak means itpalel, meaning to pray. So, when God said to Moses, "Why are you praying to me? To me, to me, the word to me." Is basically a code. It's a code that that in Kabbalah called the Eran Pin, or those of you familiar with the name of God Yud Vavke, or Tachegametan. God is saying to Moses, if you're going to pray the regular pray to Yud Kevafkei Tachegametan, I I will tell you the truth, you cannot have a breakthrough right now. Normally you pray to this name called Yud Kevavke, and a lot of people pray and they think just praying is kind of a cool thing because a lot of people translate words from Hebrew into English, like God, you know, and the Lord spoke to Moses. Kabbalah asks which Lord? Is it Elohim? Is it Yud Kevavke? Is it Ekeyeh? Which name? Because there is so many names, you got to know what you're related to, and for that reason, Matitzak a God said to him, if you're going to pray to a which means to me, it's not going to work. So, who should I pray to? So, God answered Moses, Be'atika, Talia, Milta. Be'atika, it's Aramit. It's not Hebrew, Be'atika, in Atika, which means in Keter, the highest level. Talia, Milta. The The words you're going to pray... Are depending on that level if you want to create miracle if you want to create a normal miracle that will not help you right now it's not gonna do what you're asking me to do if you want the relationship that you want if you want the money that you want if you want the health that you want if you want whatever that you want which is the Atica, ta, the, the Talia, Milta you gotta do something the question is what you gotta do what are you gonna do to tap to Atika because Atika you can pray it's, the words will not reach to that level and by the way, the secret of Tika uh, Milta or what uh, the Zohar revealed, Mati why are you yelling to me? In that section, the Ari has a revelation of how to explain it to people, from the Zohar, and uh, a raven arrived, and he could, uh, he could talk to birds, and the raven say, if you reveal the secret to regular people, the raven say your, your child will die, your son will die. And he looked at the raven, he looked at the crowd, and he revealed the secret anyway. And his child died that night. So the question is everybody asking, he knew that he revealed that secret, his child died. So but he make a calculation that it's worth it for the secret more than the life of his son. I mean we cannot fully understand something like that. I mean it's tremendous level of the Ariya Kadosh, the only line, the living line as they call him. You know, the Ariya Kadosh but we need to understand what we're getting from it, because if we're not going to benefit from it tonight, and we're not going to benefit from it when we're watching this video or audio, then it's almost like the sacrifice that Kabbalists did for that section went to the Remember, It says, remember, so what is that you got to do for you to reveal a miracle like Splitting of the Red Sea? And the answer is very simple, uh, in words, very difficult in action. the. Zohar, Dari explained that the person has to reach something called Mesirut Nefesh. Mesirut Nefesh meaning you have to, again, we're not in that level, but we're allowed to talk about it. Mesirut Nefesh means self-sacrifice. You self-sacrifice yourself for the sake of the mission. I'm not talking about people who sacrifice themselves with a bomb around their waist, and they try to bomb everybody around them. That's not self-sacrifice. That's everybody's sacrifice. Self-sacrifice is when you are putting your life in, in risk for the sake of everybody else to make it. And then you make your life in risk so everybody else will make it. Those of you know the, the history of uh, the land of Israel. In the six-day war, Israel didn't have a lot of anything to be able to defend themselves. So every time they threw a grenade, to a bunch of soldiers, one soldier was volunteers and jumped for the grenade so the other 25 soldiers would not die. And what happened? The grenade never exploded. It happened thousand cases like that. Thousand cases like that. That, that if you ask Egypt, Jordan today about story, they, they would never understand how it worked. When you are go out of your way to save everybody else and I'm not talking about for the ego, or for your name to be somewhere. If you really care. It's called self-sacrifice. That's called the Atika, Talia Milta. The split, the, red, the the Red Sea split after Nachshon Ben Aminadav. Nachshon Ben Aminadav. Nachshon <coughs> saw that the people started to develop some doubts. Moses created a miracle. Nobody saw the miracle. What are we doing? Nachshon said, "I'm gonna jump in." And he said, "If he's gonna die, he's gonna die. But if he's not gonna die, he's gonna reveal the miracle for everybody." And that's what happened. As the water reaches, his nose, that he's about to die, then the miracle revealed. That means for us, the miracle you're looking for is there already, but you didn't do the act that necessary for that. What we call in Kabbalah, or the chassadim. you didn't reveal enough, or the chassadim. you didn't reveal enough. Clothing to reveal what already exists. You need to re- to have clothing. Clothing are actions that come either from charity, either from good doing, or from a certain precept of spirituality that you do. When you create clothing, then the miracle that waiting for revealed to you is taken, taken, taken a place in a full uh, 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 explosion of the miracle. Is happening, so the story of Beshalach, with Pharaoh and all this is a story of, of your life. My life is what you want this week to happen, can happen to all of us. Anything is it your health? What bothers you now? Is it the money that bothers you? Is it relationship? Is it your well being? What, what bothers you? So, again, take a hammer, crush one part of your personality that you are either ashamed of or you can't stand. Stop it, stop it, you know. I know people who like to please people. And they say, I'm sharing so much, so much with my girlfriend. I say, what do you mean? Eat coffee, tea, take on vacation. I say, do, do, do you make sure she see it? And I say, of course. That's pleasing. Pleasing has nothing to do with sharing. Pleasing is the most selfish act you can do. Pleaser is, is a basically passive manipulation. Passive manipulation. I'm giving you. Now you become my slave, okay? And what happened to the person you please? They get angry. They become more selfish every day because you don't give them a chance to give you back. So if you find yourself pleasing, stop. But the fear that you're gonna have in your mind is rejection or they're not gonna like me or something. Going let them hate you, it's good for you. Good for you, good for them. Stop doing, do mistake. They ask you to bring you coffee, take the coffee, spill it on your pants purposely. And make sure they, they hate you. They develop that thing. Because it's not for them, it's for you. Are you capable to live with yourself when you're not capable to please people? If you suffer that addiction of pleasing human beings, stay away. Stay away and fast. Because you're not giving. Yeah. You're not giving. You're the most selfish human being that God created when you please people. So all the pleasers will think, "Oh, I'm sharing, not sharing. You're forcing that person to like you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Selfish person at least announce. Serve me, do for me, I'm selfish! Pleaser is covering themselves with such a nice suit of sharing. They're not sharing! They're not sharing! And they're going around, what else can I do for you? What else? At least the waiters get money for their service. You know, I make it sound funny, but you need to understand pleasing is a disease. And the psychologists can truly help you. I don't know if Kabbalists can help you, but psychologists can really help you with that. It's coming from a fear of uh, rejection and it's coming from a need to control everybody. So you're pleasing. All right? If you're Catholic or Jewish, usually you suffer from that. You can, can't help yourself. If you're born to a Jewish mother or to a Catholic mother, you, you're done. You already have the disease. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do. Catholic mother will give you injection into your blood that please, you know, or a Jewish mother. Like my mom, God bless her, and give her a long life. You know, my mom, if she serves you food, you know, she will eat food from three days ago. Why? Don't know. My mom is with have a plate. Everybody has a food that she just made. And she will eat bread from three days ago. Say, mom, we have enough for everybody. And she will make that sound. Remember, this sound is when you crush everything exists from the time you were born. She will do, ah, it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> what? That's it. And then you suffer for another 20 years. Okay? <laughs> 20 years. I took, you can ask Debbie, I took my mom to a hotel, you know, where we stay. Very fancy hotel in Jerusalem. You can see the, the, the view there. And then we took her to a restaurant. The restaurant has a name, it's called Mother. What can be better? Eva. She was the restaurant, best location. And I ordered everything that there is on the menu to impress my mom. But those of you who know my mom, Jewish mom, very difficult to impress. So my mom tested, I can make it. She tested, I can make this too. (laughs) Whatever I do, I can never win. So, you know, but then I realized, I said, you know Elia, maybe you try to please your mom. You don't try to share with your mom. Maybe it's in you already, you try to please. And I, I believe, I have it in me, that a lot of time I find myself pleasing people instead of sharing with people. And that's why from time to time, those of you who know me, you see that I change, I stop, I'm, I'm not even saying anything to you because I'm worried, because I love to give. But sometimes when I give, you know, as my wife always correct me, you know, if I'm going to the kitchen, so I like, I like to serve you, I like to cook for you, do for you. Yesterday was very difficult because Mac was cooking everything and, and 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 doing everything. And I said to my wife, "Can I get involved? Can I do something? I can prepare the whole thing before they come." I said, "No, you gotta learn. Sit on your chair and let things happen." It was pretty good. Thank you. So this is how you're getting of the Red Sea. Okay? Are you getting from Egypt? Are you getting the 72 name mind of a matter? You know all of it. I hope you're gonna listen to this record until Shabbat at the sixth time, so you can understand how to do it. And then, Ba'atika Al Miftah, self-sacrifice, do something, do something about, about your life. Now, let me see how much time I have so I can develop one more point. I know you got to go. Uh, there is a section in this week that talk about the manna. Manna was basically a food that came from heaven. When manna has been mentioned in the Torah, that's been money, money, manna. Okay? So, all the section about manna bring you money. Hopefully, you're going to uh, uh, listen to it, be alert, and listen to everything because that brings the nourishment of the money. What is money? Where does money come from? It'll say, money comes from Atika. So, if you really want to know where it's come from, it's come from Keter. Those of you who know the Sefirot, money comes from Keter. Uh, uh, long life comes from chokmah. those of you know the levels and children come from Bina that's a Ben, Bat same letter Ben, Bina, okay so Bina give you children chokmah give you chaim, and Keter give you the money Some we, we should think that that money should be a little bit uh, lower somewhere there they put the money in Keter Keter is it? a high level. From What is he doing up there? What is it doing up there? It's to show you that when you're struggling with money or when you make money, there is agreement in Ketherido either because of this lifetime or last lifetime that you will be rich or you will be a billionaire or you will be a poor. Every person according to them. Money is not to take for granted. Money is coming directly from Kether. When it's saying that the mana come from heaven like the money come from heaven meaning from Keter, we're not only talking about that food that came from heaven we talk about food is one subject the second subject is money you have to look if you want to have money and also without side effect which means to enjoy it you need to get into a place where you understand that money is a gift that comes from above if you only Thing, that because you work hard you're going to make more money and you make making more money that money will not bring you blessing because it's not involved of the divine of the creator within it everything has to be injection of the creator in it in everything you do you inject the creator if you take the word Gola Gola means exile and you take the word Gehula meaning redemption the only letter between exile and redemption is the letter Aleph the letter Aleph, right, Rabbi is represent Olam, the Master, the Creator. Well, the only difference between exile to redemption is if you injected God into the business. And I'm not talking about exile just of Egypt. Exile can be when you feel sad. That's when you exile. Exile means when you confuse exile. do you inject God into the situation, it become a redemption. Every pain can become a redemption. Everything that, that bothers you the most, if you say, whatever I'm going through right now, whatever I'm going through right now, is exactly where God wants me to be in that moment. You just injected the Aleph, to the Galut, and then Galut becomes Geula, exile becomes redemption. If you're capable of doing that, if you're capable of doing that right away, Right away, your life starts changing. But if you're not, and you think it's a mistake, and it's a coincidence, then you're, you're still in exile. <laughs> you never left. Never left. You're still in exile. So, for that reason, the end of this Pasha end up with the Amalek. Amalek is a nation of Amalek that, that say that we have to get rid. Amalek is not a nation. It's more a doubt. What is the doubts? The doubts that maybe the Creator is coincidentally put me in that situation. No, no, no. There's no mistake, guys. No mistake. Lots of time, if you see a doctor, if you see a business advisor, if you see somebody, sometimes you see them for them. <laughs> Not for you. You see them for them. You see them for them. I always tell Debbie, you know, when I go to doctor, when I go to a dentist, when I go to a place like this, I like also to enjoy, you know? But I'm, I'm very unlucky with that. When it's comes to death, let's say you, you go clean your teeth sometimes in a dentist. You, you do that, right? Zzz, the, the, the thing. And, and uh, it's in my personality. Maybe it's the disease of pleasing. As I'm sitting there, I'm, I can't talk. I'm starting helping the lady who's doing it. <laughs> how did I end up in this situation? And you have no idea how much I tried. You have no idea. And as I was about to leave, say said, the doctor "Want to see you. See me. I only come but it's gonna cost me, right? I mean I only come for cleaning. Once the doctor wanna see you, you know it's double. I don't wanna see the doctor. I wanna see this guy. That's cheaper. You don't wanna see me? And the doctor invited me to his office. He says, a Lord, you get a drink out. He said, Oh, this is really gonna be bad news for me. It's not looking good. She so said, yeah, I have a little problem okay well, what's going on I want to talk to you about something I want to open my heart I'm going through something so well, how did I end up in this situation I'm not even dressed for the occasion you know I came with the shirt and not, not nice you know for a teacher and I'm sitting there for one hour the cleaning took about 45 minutes or less then one hour with the doctor I find myself in a giving position in one way it's a giving position but why am I Again, sharing this with you. The way the universe operates is whoever you meet, it's not only because they dare to help you. You meet some people that if you look that God is involved in everything, you always will be redeemed. So the people you meet, let's say you're desperate for help. Desperate for help. I don't know how many of you ever end up in an emergency room, I did, it's not a great feeling, it's a terrible feeling. And when you're in an emergency room, how can you change, and I always work on that, how can I change my mind, that I don't need him and he needs me. It's a weird thing, I did it one time, I told you my blood pressure went so so high that I couldn't feel my toes, it was a big problem, I was in danger. I listen to advice of a different doctor than my doctor, uh, I shouldn't. but anyway, I end up there. I'm in a Boca Raton, emergency room, They're talking, they don't know what to do. And then this professor walks in and we have a conversation and I'm talking to him about spirituality. And he looked at me and so, said, do you understand why you are here? So yes, I don't know. The heartbeat went up. My blood pressure is 220 over 120. I so, you know I'm in danger, but I felt maybe God sent me as a messenger for you. <laughs> he said, This guy's totally, insane. to the other, He said, This is nuts. This is totally nuts. <laughs> Give him something mental. You know? <laughs> and I truly believe in it. I truly believe that even when you're not doing well, you meet people. The manna, the manna that comes from heaven, is that Aleph, is that God that you can inject to every area of life, every area. you go going to uh, drink coffee in coffee bean, you're holding the coffee, it's just a coffee. You wait one minute and you say, I'm just injecting now the Aleph, the the, the Shel Olam, the Creator put in the coffee, that coffee is no longer a coffee. It's coffee that meant to be coming from God. By going to different people to arrive to your end. And if you stop thinking like that, life will look totally different. You're in a traffic. There is a reason why you're surrounded by, I don't know, 100 people. How many people is in traffic? Sometimes 100 people, let's say. Right? Those 100 people has something to do with your soul. Say a prayer. Say something, pray, sing something, and think that you are now vibrating the energy to them. You just did it. How, how hard it is for rabbis today to get the minion? You can get a minion on the highway. You're driving on a 101 <laughs> and you have hundred people with you, they don't even want to talk to each other. I mean, thank God for waves that people start talking to each other where there is a police, right? That's it. But you are surrounded by human around you in a metal box that cannot communicate with each other. Do you think it's a coincidence you are with those specific people? No. That's the manner. Lechem min bread from heaven. It's not really a bread. It wasn't even a bread. It was, it was something non-physical that have the flavor of whatever you want it to be. You want it to be vanilla? It become vanilla. Meat, steak, steak. Whatever you want, that's what it is. It's called Lechem min So why is it called Lechem min Hashemaim? Why is it called bread from heaven? Because with your mind you decide what it is. So in your life right now, is there is any problem, is that problem? Is designed specifically for you. Do you believe in it? Do you believe that that problem is the best thing that can happen to you right now? Because the designer called, not Gucci, not Prada, not Louis Vuitton, not I don't know other name that exists in the market, there's some t-shirt that the girls in Miami teach me that it's expensive. What's the name of that company? I never knew. There's some t-shirt. My God, I'm not going to pay $300 for a t-shirt. What's the name of that company? Forgot. So, the designer is God Himself. God designed that situation for you. Traffic designed by God. It's not a punishment. You know when it's becoming punishment? When you say it's a punishment. You want to know when it's becoming a reward? When you say it's a reward. I was playing chess with somebody. This is quite famous. This is one of the top producer and director in the world. So I'm playing chess with him. <laughs> As I'm playing chess I'm gonna crush him. I crush him two times so I'm coming for it. That was the big game because there's people and all this and that. So we put the board and I'm ready. My ego went in. Me and my ego start playing the chess instead of playing a chess. My ego was... and I know that I'm going to lose whoever played chess for a long time. No, it's coming. Like, like you pray for him to do a stupid mistake, that he, does, he refuse to do the stupid mistake. Uh, and he teach me one of the greatest lessons of life. He shake my hand in the end of the game, I, he won. He, shake my, he won really good, good game. And he looked at my eyes and say, "You won. So what's wrong with this guy. and I was his teacher. I was a spiritual teacher, right? He's teaching me now spiritual lesson instead of me teaching him spiritual lesson. He said to me, "You won." I so I won. And I'm like so angry when he said, Why why did I win? He said, because I have to go home and deal with my ego, and you are you are just free, you are a happy person. And I remember I looked at him, I said, well, he said, teacher, that's not what you taught me last week? I said, yeah, I teach it in my class, but you know. But it's come to a chess game, yeah, it's not exactly what I want. So I want to I end up with a few stories because we talk about manna and food and I want to share with you about two Rabbanim, two Kabbalists who live in our generation and they, they passed away one of them is the Baba Sali I don't know how many of you heard the name Baba Sali it's the, the original name that was Ilula this week Rabbi israela Abu Hasera and uh, because my grandfather used to deal with similar stuff that Baba Sali used to do and the other rabbi is Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri and I happened to study with a student of Rabbi Chakadori, wonderful man, still alive, living in uh, Shuk machaneh Yehuda in Jerusalem. And that's the day they live in our generation. It's tremendous. I think we should learn something from them. So I asked him, tell me some secret about them. What was the whole idea? Because Rabbi Chakadori, that kabbalist, used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Smoke. He had yellow every nails. Smoke. He was half uh, uh, Kurdi, if you know what Kurdi is, uh, from Kurdistan, half Iraqi. He spoke and laughed all day long. Not smoked marijuana, I'm talking about tobacco. He smoked and happy. Always happy. So he said to me, my teacher, that's what he teach me. Whenever I talk to him, he said to me, no matter what you're going through, you can't get angry. I so said, no matter what, can't get angry. Because that means that the designer named God did some mistake. So, how can you get angry? Second thing he said, teach him about food. See, you teach talk about food. They say yes, nutrition. See, so you should always, and I want to share this with you, you should always eat things which are softer and let the mouse work hard so your stomach will not work hard. It's by the way, it's in the Zohar too. And he said the second good thing about it is also you don't enjoy the food that much. So you're not addicted to physicality. And eat very little. Both of them never ate meat or chicken or even fish during the week, by the way. Not even fish. They eat a little bit on Shabbat. A little bit, very small portion. I'm not... Don't follow me with, with that, okay? I have a leftover for hamburger from yesterday, so I know what I'm eating for the whole week. Yeah. So, uh, I'm talking about them, okay? One of the stories about the Basali, of Israel, because they spoke in Arabic. Mostly they spoke in Arabic. So, <laughs> the, he was young, and they saw everybody read Zohar, and Tikkunah Zohar, and Etzahayim Dari. And he was kind of uh, young, he wanted to study with them, but there were all Kablis, top Kablis. And say so you can't belong in that group. This group is... So no, he said to his father, I want to be part be proud and don't forget his his grandfather is the famous guy Rabia Akova Bursera was buried still in Egypt and the people who watch that place kind of funny Muslim Muslim watch the place don't Jewish and the Muslim every time they have problem in the health or money or relationship they go to the grave in Egypt to pray and miracle happened to them. The Muslim can tell you all story about Rabbi Yaakov, Abu HaTzerah. Abu HaTzerah means Abu, means the father, HaTzerah meaning little carpet, because he used to sit on the carpet and fly like uh, that movie, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. So he was, he was it, he was actually it. So his grandson is Rabbi Israel Abu Hatsera, the Baba Salih. study with all these old people about Zohar, and he saw that they get excited in the morning, because they study all night, and then in the morning, like Shavuot, they start dancing. And one of the rabbis was so excited, he stood on the table and started dancing like that with the book of the Zohar and the Kunazor. And he's so happy, he studying. So, the young kid, at that time he was 11 or 12, saw that's how he was discovered that he's dancing. He said, I want to dance with this uh, couple, this old man. So, he also jumped on the table, he didn't know if it's allowed or not, and danced with the old man. And he saw the old man hardly can move, but he was so happy. And then he looked at the, at the, at the uh, chandel- chandelier, right? You say? Chandelier. chandelier. And he starts speaking to it in Arabic. He, he said to her, <laughs> I can't say the words in Arabic, it doesn't sound so nice. He said, like, What's wrong with you? Don't you see this great Kabbalist dance? And I'm trying to make him happy and I cannot make something, do something so he will, he will be happy. So everybody was in the room, it was about 25 people in the room. So the chandelier. Came out and start dancing with them. That's how we become famous, by the way. That's how we become famous. So when we talk about Kabbalists of that level, they reach level that you cannot understand. But they work mostly on, on being happy, never get angry, and food. Food amount and food. They didn't eat a lot, by the way. They didn't eat. Those people didn't eat. But I have to tell you, the Baba Sali, when it come to alcohol, if you want to have a conversation with him as a rabbi. You have a bottle of Arak first. And the bottle of, you know what Arak is, like Uzo. And he pour one glass to you that much, one glass to him. You drink, and then the conversation begins. And everybody tests again to see if he gets drunk. Never get drunk. You know, and he, he used to put his two hands on the Arak. Put it for uh, five or ten minutes, like this. He closed his eyes, and then he shared it with you. People came to him in a wheelchair, they stood up, blind, they start seeing Every disease that you can imagine, and when you look from outside, he's drinking Arak, hardly can eat, reading Zohar, and That's it, that's all he does, all from morning to night. He is happy, that's it. His son getting married, he's supposed to go to the wedding. Eh, what's the purpose you need there? I'm gonna study. So you cannot fully understand how those people behave, but one thing they advise to us is in the food. Do you want to live longer? Focus on the food. Don't eat much. And for that reason, people who don't eat much, say the Zohar, the manna is still happening. The manna still happening. What is that manna? Mana. If you know the five Hebrew letters, the five final Hebrew letters, it's called man tzapach. You know the word man tzapach. Mem, nun, tzadik, pei, and kaf. The five final Hebrew letters. So in the Torah, it say man, mem, nun, and what's the flavor of the manna? bedvash, like honey. But they use the word like man So when you study Zohar, specifically Zohar and Tikunah Zohar, you are actually, you are eating from the manna. But you have to do it with a smile. And when you are about to eat, when you are about to eat, you remember? Eat, whatever you need. But don't sit there and flavor. I want it crispy with the sour flavoring and sweet bitter in the end. You know bitter. How many show about food you have on TV now? Two thousand. How many show about food? I mean, people watching show on food, show on food, show on food, and another food, and the competition of the these. And the... we need to understand. We're getting out of Egypt this week we're splitting the Red Sea, we're choosing good friend, we're making a miracle, self-sacrifice, and then the manna coming, the food coming, by reading you have the right food into your life. This week can fix every single problem of your life, every single problem, but you have to make the work, listen to the audio, listen to that again and again and it will happen. Try to volunteer this week Try to be generous this week, charity, with your time, with your love. Try to be kind. Go out of your way to do. Don't become a pleaser. Understand that when you give, it's for you. It's not for the other person. You need to give. It's not that the other person needs you. When you get that change, uh, Saturday night, the miracle taking taking place already. Because what happens Saturday night? Two bishvat. Full moon. We're going to eat new food. Debbie made for us, all of us, new food. She used the food from the Sukkot, remember the trog, and she make it into a jam. So you can say yanu So Saturday night, make sure, is called the rejuvenation time. Those of you who feel you need a rejuvenation, everybody is welcome and coming. Uh, try to come for third meal. We're going to do the and after Avdalah, right away, we're going to do a special meditation of uh, Tu Hopefully we're going to have red wine, white wine. We're going to do it like exactly like the Kabbalists. White fruit. I know for Persian it's not a big deal. For Persian they have two bishvat every day. Every day they have dates and figs and this and that. But other culture, they, they, they don't eat. always. that. God bless you people. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank, Thank you. you.